right, good morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Did you all come expecting a blessing? It's always a good thing to do when you come into the house of the Lord is always come expecting a blessing because you never know what God will bless you with. All right. Um, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. And uh, we're going to be reading from verses 28 to 32. Uh, again, that was Matthew chapter 21, verses 28 to 32. And uh, my me- I was been pondering what kind of message I should preach this morning, and I am uh, the title of my message this morning is "Why Good Moral People Go to Hell." Uh, now that might be kind of an extreme title, but as we'll see through Scripture, um, the only way to heaven is Jesus Christ. Amen. So your good works will not get you into heaven. And um, <clears throat> it's uh, actually going to be a bit of a spin-off uh, um, to the uh, series that Pastor has been doing um, about eternal punishment. And um, I think this message here will go very well uh, with the Sunday School lesson this morning. Um, wasn't really... You know, I was kind of really bummed out and actually get into the actual book, but our conversation this morning was really good uh, from the the book of Jude, and I think it will really complement the, the the conversation we had will really complement to what I'll be preaching this morning. And so, with that said, we're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, Matthew chapter twenty one, verse twenty eight to thirty two. It says, "But what think ye? A certain man had two sons." And he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he said, and he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whether of, the, whether of them twain did the will of his father? They say unto him, The first Jesus saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans, the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not, but the publicans and harlots believed him. And ye, when ye had seen, seen it, repented not afterward that ye might believe him. Now, when you read this parable... This parable was directed at the Pharisees. Now, when you think, when you take a look at what the Pharisees were, the Pharisees were a bunch of religious, do-good, holier-than-thou people. They claimed that they loved God, that they served Him, but in fact, while they claimed to honor God, they dishonored the Son. They didn't like Jesus. Oh, but they bragged about how they followed Moses because we know God spoke through him. But they didn't believe Jesus. And so the Pharisees, they, you know, they were pretty much these morally good people in their own eyes that thought that their way was the only way. Okay? And so <clears throat> these Pharisees were a bunch of hypocrites 
bunch of lying thieves, and they didn't care who they hurt. All their attitude was, I'm more holier than you. Look at me. Look at this and look at that. You see, these fair, see, if there's any group that Jesus had rebuked the most, it was the Pharisees. Even in so much, he called the Pharisees vipers. I don't know about you, but when you've got someone saying he's a snake, or they're a bunch of snakes, that's not really flattering very well. That's pretty uh, strong language. But you know what? Jesus called them as they were. They're, they were vipers. See, they may have looked good on the outside, but the inside they were just they were deader than a doornail. Amen. Now, <clears throat> Luke chapter 18, 10 through 14, it says, Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Now, I, I just want to ask you guys a question, okay? You don't have to answer it, but just, just think in your minds here. Is it a good thing to not be an adulterer? Is it a good thing to not be an extortioner? Of course it is. You don't want to be an adulterer. You don't want to lie. You don't want to do any of that. But why is that? It's because you are born again, and you know very well that being a born again per, being a born being a born again Christian, a new creature in Christ, you know that it would bother you if you were an extortioner, an adulterer, or a thief. Of course, it's not good to lie. You shouldn't lie. Those are good things, right? But here's the thing: the Pharisee had pride. His prayer was nothing but prideful. You know, <clears throat> this Pharisee probably had the attitude of, well, my good works will get me into heaven. You know, that seems to be the attitude of a lot of people nowadays. Well, I'm just a good person. But here's the thing. You can claim that you are good and moral, all you want, and you'll still go to hell. And why is that? It's pride. When you claim to be good and moral, you're being proud. And we'll we'll get into we'll get into that part here in, in a few minutes. But God says in his word that he resisteth the proud. And so all it takes is just one sin to send you to hell. Just one. Think about uh, Moses. 
God told Moses to speak to the rock, but he, 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 he smote it. He was supposed to speak to it. The fact that he smote the rock instead of speaking it, that cost him from entering into the promised land. God said, Moses, you ain't gonna, you're not going to bring these people into the promised land. You'll see the land, but you won't go in. Which Moses, in that, in that picture, Moses is a type and picture of the law. The law is not going to get you into heaven. Because the law is our schoolmaster pointing us to Christ. The law was never meant to be kept. It was to show that we were sinners in need of a Savior. Amen? Now, this Pharisee, he had pride. He couldn't see his own sin. He didn't really recognize his need for a Savior. He was bragging and boasting about how he was not like any of these people or even that publican. You see, when you brag and boast about what you do instead of what Christ did for you, you're in a bad position. Um, Matthew 9, uh, Matthew 9, 13, it says, but, but go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In Mark chapter 2, verse 17, it says, When Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I, am, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Isaiah 64, 6, But we are all as un, an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. You see, God has shown us through Isaiah that we have no righteousness. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. Why do you think Christ was that perfect sacrifice? Because he didn't sin. He was that perfect, pure lamb of God that took away the sin of the world. He is that only righteousness that God will accept. And to say that we're good and moral people is to say we don't need Christ or his righteousness. See, people who say we're good and moral, they depend on their own righteousness. But they do err from the truth, not knowing that their righteousness are as filthy rags. Uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 10 through 12, it says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. You know what Jesus said? He said, without me, you can do nothing. It's true, isn't it? Without Christ, you have no righteousness. Without Christ, you have no goodness. Without Christ, you cannot make it to heaven. But you get people, and in their minds, you get people who want to depend on their good works. Guess what? They'll find out on the day of judgment how good their works were, really were. 
they'll find out exactly how bad they'll find out exactly their works didn't cut. The only way to to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. He is perfect. It's his righteousness that God will accept. Why? Because he is the lamb without sin. But he became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. It's not our righteousness. It is Christ's righteousness in which we put on each day. At the cross, our sin and our filth of the flesh went on Christ and his righteousness came on us. Any good Christian, any good that we do is not you. It's Christ working through you. Any righteousness that you have is not yours. It is Christ's righteousness. Amen? And so when God looks at you, he, doesn't, he sees his son. And we are predestined to be in the likeness and image of whom? Jesus Christ. Amen? And that takes work. Work on God. It takes God to work in your life to, to burn off the chaff, to burn off the, the sin and the wickedness in your life. Amen. Now, Psalm 14, 3, they're all gone aside. They all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Psalm 53, verse 2 through 3, God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand, that did seek God. Every one of them has gone back. They all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. You see, why is God repeating this? He's repeating this more than just twice. He's doing it to show you there, there is no one that's good. There's only one that is. That's Christ. But as per, as per man and his flesh, there is no man that is good save Christ. Christ is the only one who is good. Christ is the only one who is perfect. Which is why we need to rely on him. Amen. And people just don't get that nowadays. People don't get it because they're too blinded by their pride. Uh, Matthew nineteen seventeen, and he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Luke 18, 19 to 23, and Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All these have I kept from my youth up. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. You know, Brother Bill is talking about what it means to be a Christian. You need to humble yourself. You need to take up your cross and follow him. And what does it mean to humble yourself? It means you recognize that you are a sinner in need of a savior. People who claim to be good and moral, they can't see that. They can't see their need for a Savior. Why? Because they think that everything they do is right in their own eyes. And so 
And it's very sad that, that, that we have there's people nowadays that have that thinking because they don't they don't they're missing out on eternity. Well, not necessarily, but they're 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 gonna. I mean, if they don't repent, they will they will go to hell. See, to to, to think that you're to think something that you're not, you're lying to yourself. You're allowing the devil to lie to you. We're not good people. If we were so good, then what was the need for Christ to die on the cross? You see, Christ is the one that's good and moral. But people don't. A lot of people don't see that. Romans chapter 12, verse 3, For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. You see, we are not to think of ourselves any more highly than we ought to think. Because the moment we, we start to think about how high, to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to, we're getting into pride. And gotta keep in mind, what was Lucifer kicked out? Well, I mean, Lucifer, you know, Lucifer is gonna be kicked out of heaven. For what? Pride. So how can someone go to heaven full of pride? Can't. God resisted the proud. And uh, we'll be getting into that um, in just a second. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that you might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that no, that no one of you be puffed up for one against another. What does the Bible say that we are? The Bible says that we are sinners on our way to hell. That's why we need Christ. That's why Christ came to die on the cross to pay for our sins, to take that punishment that through him we might go to heaven to those who believe. That's what the Bible says, but no one likes the Bible. No. You know, it says in the last days, men should be lovers of themselves. That's pride. Which brings me to point number one. Why good and moral people go to hell? Central focus is pride. That's why they go to hell. Because of pride. Matthew uh, Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 to 23 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven... Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works? And I'll profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You notice in that list of things, they were bragging about, how good they were. Lord, haven't we done this? Haven't we gone to church? Haven't we preached? Haven't we given tithes? Where's the faith? If there is an absence of faith, it all works. Jesus says, I never knew you. But here's the thing. 
Is it good to come to church? Yes. Is it good to tithe? Yes. It's good to do things for, for God. But here's the thing. What's the motivation? Are we here to do good works for God because we're trying to get into heaven? Or are we here to do good works for God because he first loved us? That he loved us so much that he bought, he bought us with his blood. What's the motivation? Is it for pride, for self, or is it for God's glory? You see, people who think they're good and moral and think that their good works will get them into heaven, they're focused on self. Why? Because they think that whatever they do for God, that might just earn favor with him. But here's the thing. I am a sinner saved by grace, still falls short. And you know what? I know very well God favors me. Why? It's because of what Christ did at the cross. I'm his child. And every one of us who are God's children, he favors you. Not because of what you did. It's because of what Christ did for you at the cross. Amen? Uh, Proverbs 8.13 The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogance, and the evil way, and the forward mouth do I hate. You think about that. Arrogance. Pharisees are arrogant. They think they can just go their way and do whatever. They think that, that their good works will earn them favor with God because of who they are. Proverbs uh, chapter 30, verse 12 to 13. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. There's a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation that, and, and we see that nowadays, don't we? Think about it. Think, I don't mean to be political, but take a look at politics today. Think about the Homeland Security Secretary. He leaves the board wide open. He thinks it's okay. He thinks it's okay to lie to Congress and, 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 to, and, and, to, and to pretend that he cares. In his eyes, he thinks it's okay. But it's not. You get politicians that are the same way. They do things and then they, they, they just they, they don't care. Because they are only they are doing right in their own eyes. And that's dangerous. We ought to be doing things that are right in God's eyes. Amen. If you want to know how you do right in God's eyes, you open up your Bible and you read it. And you study it. So what we talked about this morning. We are living in a generation where people are doing that which is right in their own eyes. And people, who, and actually, I'll, I'll, I'm going to save that because uh, we'll, we'll be getting to that here in, in, in a little bit. But um, <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, 21. Boy, do we see this today. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their, in their own sight. You can kind of start to see from Scripture that when you start seeing people that do that, you start to see their pride. You start to see their pride. Uh, Numbers 15, 39. It says, And it shall be unto you for a fringe that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them and that ye seek not after your own heart and your own eyes after which ye 
after which ye used to go a whoring. Uh, Judges 17.6 In those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. What does that mean? Well, we talked a little bit about that this morning. You see, Israel rejected God. You, you know, it says there was no king. Well, God is king, but they didn't choose God. Israel did that which was right in their own eyes. Let me tell you the dangers of that. When people start doing the things which are right in their own eyes, if they don't repent, that's going to eventually lead them to accepting another king. You look at what happened in, in 1 Samuel. The people that did that which was in their own eyes, they rejected God. And Samuel, and they, they, they begged Samuel to, to be, you know, they begged Samuel to give him a king. You know what God told him? God told Samuel, he said, listen, give them what they want. They've, re they've rejected me, but they haven't rejected you. Give them what they want. But they're not going to like it. So tell them the, man tell them the manner of king they're going to get. You see, when people do that, which is right in their own eyes, and when they reject God, it's going to eventually lead them to accepting another king, the Antichrist. Proverbs 3, 7, Be not wise in thine own eyes, for the Lord, and depart from evil. Proverbs 12, 15, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Proverbs 16, 2, All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Proverbs 21.2, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. Proverbs 16.18, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16-17, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. You see, pride is not of God. So how then can people say they are good and moral and go to heaven if the very thing they're guilty of is not from God? See, people don't think... they. A lot of lost people don't think about that because they can't see the truth. Uh, point number two, which I've kind of already touched on already. Point two is why good and moral people go to hell. They can't see their need for a savior and salvation. John fourteen six, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, when it says it like that, the way, 
It shows you singular. Jesus is the only way. He is the only truth. He's the only life. You know, nowadays people want to say, well, let me express my truth. You know, it doesn't matter what their truth is. What matters is the truth, the word of God. Because man's truth does not align with the word of God. It aligns right in their own eyes, but it does not align with the perfect word of God. And by the way, those who reject the word of God, they're going to be judged by the very thing they rejected. That's not going to be a good day for them. <clears throat> John 10, 1-5, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 through 4. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them, which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine onto them. So that's what I was talking about, is the lost and dying world that they think they are good moral people. They can't see the truth. Why? Because the God of this world hath blinded their minds. Who's the God of this world? Satan. Satan. And one of these days, God is going to allow Satan to rule this earth for a short time. He will allow it. But then, after a short time, God's going to come and he's going to have the final word. Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, it says, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near with me, draw near me with their mouth and with their lips to honor me, but have removed their heart far from me and their fear toward me, is taught by the precept of men. Uh, Mark chapter 7, verse 6 through 9, He answered and said unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men, for laying aside the commandment of God. Ye hold the tradition of man, men as the washing of pots and cups, and many other such like things ye do. And he said unto them, Full will ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. John 15, 4-7 Abide in me, and I in you. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, 
and it shall be done unto you. Here's the big one. Psalm 14.1 The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. You get that? Abominable works. When you get lost people that say, I'm a good person. I'll go to heaven. Not not according uh, to Psalm 14. People who claim to be good and moral by their own works have done abominable. And those who and and it says too, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. So if someone is incapable of seeing who Christ is, they're incapable of seeing God. And they're pretty much just outright denying there is a God. Because in their eyes, they think they're good and moral. Psalm 53.1 The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Corrupt are they, and have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 Being born again... Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. See, Peter's saying you must be born again. And you must be born again by the word of God. Who's the word of God? Jesus Christ. So if people who are good and moral can't see Christ, how can they ever be born again? Because they, they, they don't see it. The God of this world hath blinded their minds and their eyes from seeing the truth. John chapter 3, verse 3 through 12. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell where it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit." Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye received not our witness. If I told you earthly things, and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Now my last point. I want my last point, and then we'll close. Why good and moral people go to hell? It's because they don't acknowledge sin. They don't acknowledge their sin. They don't see the fact that they are prideful. Here's what the Bible says about that. First John chapter one, verse eight through ten. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. 
You get people that claim, well, I'm a good moral person. I'll go to heaven. If you're so good at moral, you're pretty much denying that you sinned. So people who deny that they sin, truth is not in them. Amen. That's what that's what that's that's what the Bible said. That's what God said. Job 15:14. What is a man that he should be clean? And he which is born of a woman that he should be righteous. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 9. Who can say I have made my heart clean? I am pure from my sin. No one can say that. None of us can say that we are clean and pure from sin. Last verse and we'll close. Jeremiah 2 verse 35. Yet thou sayest, because I am innocent, surely his anger shall turn from me. Behold, I will plead with thee, because thou sayest, I have not sinned. You know, people need to realize and recognize that we are not good moral people. If we were so good moral, we wouldn't need Christ. We have to be careful. Even as Christians, we have to be careful to not do things which are right in our own eyes. We're susceptible to doing that which is right in our own eyes. But I'll tell you something. You know what God will do if he sees you doing that which is right in your own eyes? You know what he'll do? As a child of God, he'll correct you. He'll chasten you. He'll put you right back on the right path. Amen? Before we have our invitation, I, I want to say this. I want to pose the question. If you die today and you stood before Almighty God, God says, why should I let you in here? Why should I let you in heaven? What would you tell him? You don't have to answer. Just, just think about it. What would you tell him? If someone were to tell God, oh, because I've been good, I've done this, I've done this, and they have a pharisaical attitude, most likely Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. I, I, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. But if you could take that question and you could say, and, and your answer is, I would tell God, you know, I don't deserve to be here. But I can be here because of what Christ did. And you'll have a little bit more of a better response. The reason why I say this is this. This life is not about you. This life is about Christ. It's not about what you can do for God. It's what God has done for you. See, we do good works because we are saved. We know that Christ died for us. And he, we know that he loves us that much. And because we know that, we want to do good for him. See, good works is not a bad thing. But again, what's the motivation? Are you trying to do good works to get into heaven? Or are you trying to do good works because you know that Christ died for you? Amen. Let's all stand together.